Leaders in tech are burning out at an absurd rate. Control-Alt-Delete with Lisa Jury is a no-BS conversation with one of the top female executives who spent over 25 years in Silicon Valley. If you're suffering from the always-on, never-good-enough-will-replace-you-today machine called the tech space, this show's for you. Here's Lisa. Hey there, everybody. Lisa Dury coming at you live. I am, oh my gosh, what am I? Well, first of all, synchronicity. If, you, if you're watching the video, you've got to see my guest, Taryn Loxo. You, you're going to crack up. We got on and we didn't plan this, but we are both wearing clothes that is very similar, earrings that are similar. I mean, this is just, here's <laughs> the thing I want to say, and this is the story I want to start with. And if you're listening while you're driving, whatever, right? Do you ever notice the synchronicities when you show up fully open and ready, right? When you just, it's, you know, listen, Taryn and I both had mornings. We both have families. Everything's going wild, right? We never talked. And here we show up wearing the similar clothing and then having this brief conversation before we go um, live with this podcast about life and how much we have in common. So here's what I want to say to everyone listening. You're going to find some nuggets today that are going to be um, familiar to you. And uh, what Taryn and I want to make sure we do is not just make you feel like, oh, I'm not alone, right? Which is super important, but we want to help you in your stuck spots and in the areas where you're just feeling maybe less than you want to feel, feeling confused or stuck, perhaps, you know, just demoralized, de-energized, de- is that a word? De-energized? Um, lethargic might be a better word. If you got any of that going on, like today's for you. And let me tell you about Taryn. And first of all, Taryn, I'm just glad you're here. I'm so excited to do this with you. Yay. I am so, so excited to be here with you, Lisa. This oh. has been something I've been looking forward to for, for weeks now. Oh, me too. Me too. But let me tell you why I'm excited about Taryn. First of all, I've known Taryn for, I'm going to say two years and we run in similar circles when it comes to building our businesses, helping our clients. Uh, and she actually is the one that exposed me to one of the most amazing tools that we'll talk about today when it comes to mental fitness. And I'm so grateful for that. But let me tell you about Taryn. So she ignites professionals who've lost their mojo and are feeling stagnant in their careers. And through her leadership coaching programs, she does that, right? She believes leaders are responsible for their world and deserve to show up with confidence and clarity in all areas of their lives. Taryn has over 20 years working in HR tech and um, brings a consultative approach to her coaching. She loves to help her clients intercept their inner critics' thoughts and give and grow their confidence by raising their positive intelligence quotient, which is something I alluded to when I called it mental fitness. So Taryn, I love that you have the tech experience. I know you know about HR systems. I know you know about people. I know you've lived in tech right alongside me. And when I met you, I felt like I found a soul sister. Mm -hmm. And I just want to unleash your awesomeness today and bring everything you can to our listeners so that they can make this time, it's like a mini retreat for themselves, for their soul, for, you know, to align their head and their hearts. And listen, leaders in tech are burning out. Leaders in tech are tired. Leaders in tech love this, you know, innovative world. That's why they're in there. But boy, disruption and constant changing world that we're in right now. You know, what do you have to, what's your experience there? And let's just like level set here when it comes to burnout and, you know, tech. And then when it comes to your positive intelligence quotient, let's talk about that. Yeah. um, It's real. It's, you're not alone. I mean, that's the first 
thing that comes to mind. Um, I, I am seeing this through several of my clients. They're just feeling like it's the uh, Groundhog's Day and they're just doing the same thing over and over. And it feels like they're pushing a boulder up the hill to get their projects done, to get their um, team aligned, to anything that is is what they're doing feels hard. Mm-hmm. really yeah. hard and they're and they're just burned out they're frustrated they're um seem they, they're like there's something more I'm missing something mm-hmm. that's really the message I'm getting from them and so they're turning to me they're like help me find that thing yeah. so it's, it's like well what is it that I'm missing they have to figure that part out and then well where where can I bring it into my life how do I bring this into my life yeah. And are you finding too, let me ask you this. Cause when I was burning out, um, I didn't know I was burning out. I really just thought I didn't either. I thought I was failing. Right. I thought mm-hmm. something's wrong. Maybe it's old age. I mean, I'm cracking up. Right. Cause listen, <laughs> I burned out a couple of times in my life, but it was always like, I'm not as crisp as I used to be. And I'm really angry all the time. And I'm, I'm way more foggy brained. Right. And I, I never used the word foggy brained. I would say like forgetful. So with the clients that you're seeing um, in your own experience, what are some symptoms? Because I don't think mm-hmm. tech leaders go, oh, I'm burning out. Nobody no. talks like that. It's, it's like a label we can use to kind of level set. But I think fundamentally underneath, when you think about productivity and just energy um, and results, which is you know, why we're all here to make this impact, what are some descriptors or some experiences so people can you know, peel this back a bit and go, oh, wait, I do have that. Or hmm, sometimes I feel mm-hmm. this way. Oh my gosh, so much is coming to my head, um, Lisa, because I think it manifests in different ways depending on the personality of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm seeing it as people who are checking out on life. Um, they're either drinking or they're binge watching a lot of TV because they're so exhausted and they want a place to just check out and not have mm-hmm. their brains going all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing it in like trying to control everything, oh really trying to keep it all together. <laughs> right. I'm raising my I hand. I, was in that place, right? <laughs> I never said that, but yeah, the, the rigidity, right? Rigidity. Rigidity. Like it has to go this way. If, if I'm not in control, it's out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just this, like, avoidance and um that actually flips back into that place of like either having a drink at night or watching too much netflix you know that might be the the top one or um or just not even stop making decisions yes i've got yeah i've got a client who's just like i don't even want to make decisions anymore because i'm doing it all the time at work and so mm-hmm. she's not showing up in her family in her relationship she just checks out mm. in that way you know what? Let's double click on that because yeah. I, I think that's a really important point, right? So when you have someone who you know is running their company, they're running their division, they might just be running their team, whatever layer you are in mm-hmm. leadership in tech, I feel my head and my heart, I, they're aligned on this one. Work comes first, everything else comes second. And that's why I'm on a mission about the moments that matter. That's why I talk about this all the time, being present for the moments that matter. So let's, let's go there. Let's talk about how someone who might be burning out, you know, you might be burning out if, (laughs) because I think for me, at least listen, my own experience, my husband told me I was burning out. 
people at work told me I was burning out. <clears throat> they never said you're burning out. They're like, you're not yourself, right? I miss exactly. the old Lisa. You know, what's going on? Something's not right. These are the kind of conversations that would be had. But mostly people at work didn't say a damn thing. We just kept going. And then at home is where it really showed up. I, I feel mm -hmm. like when it got really, really bad, that's when I started getting pissed off at work and really like, I'm not going to that damn meeting. Blah, blah, and I'd sit in the other room and just, you know, dial it in so that no one could read my face. Um, but yeah, so if you're sitting in rooms and not on camera not, and dialing it in to just get through the meeting, you might be burning up, right? So let's talk about that for a minute because I know you have experience with this too. So how, what's the, um, what are you seeing between how people are showing up at work whether you're a remote worker or in person, face-to-face, -face, and then showing up at home. Is there um, some um, insight you can share there for our listeners to, so they can try and you know, assess where they are on the scale? Ooh, on the scale. Um, I think you're at risk of burning out when you are in this place of, you said it earlier, the foggy brain. Mm -hmm. like unable to make quick decisions, um, just frustrated because you feel like you're doing it all and you're so exhausted and you don't want to be doing it all. Um, I would say that was something I was sitting with um, for several years is like, why is it all on me? And getting oh, really amen. frustrated with that one. Amen. Yes. Right? Yep. Like, why am I doing, I don't even want to do this. Like I I'm giving up in showing up as a parent, as a partner, mm -hmm. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that just breeds a yuckiness inside. Right? Totally. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what we can do about this. So I think there's yeah. enough here that people can go, okay, so let's not stay in the shit. Let's like move no, to like how we get out of it, right? right. How, so if you have identified yourself or someone you love in any of these, this is for you. Cause now we're going to shift from how do you identify it? And believe me, you know, there's, there, listen, there's evaluations <laughs> you can take. There's checklists, you know, there's, this is out there. It's but just, I you're know, in this doo-doo. You're yeah, in the doo-doo. When you're in, when you're in it, it's really hard to see your way out. And so we want to show you and share our own experiences and what we help our clients with today. So let's talk about this amazing thing, <laughs> this transformational space to go from in the doo-doo, as you say, or I'm going to say, you know, in the, in the ick. Oh, I said shit. So I'll just say it again. Right? For those <laughs> of you with children, plug the, plug the ears, right? Um, talk to me about, okay, so I think I got some of this going on and I don't like yep. it. And before it gets so bad, I want to do something about it. Cause like catching it, catching it in the middle is way better than catching it. Like me when I was in the emergency room. So let's talk mm. about emotional, um, fitness. Let's talk about positive intelligence quotient. Share with me. Let's share some tips. Yeah. Tip. Okay. Um, well, first lay the context, of course. Right. I mean, I, I, I will get to the tips, but I think we, to, to, to level set it, especially for people who love formulas, right and codes there this is a way to crack the code and i just love it so yes yeah the code okay so positive intelligence um what in in this space that i'm playing around with is the pq so your positive intelligent quotient which is the number of positive thoughts divided by negative thoughts equals your positive quotient I think, or is it, I might have them reversed. I don't yeah. remember it top up, but it, it's, it's a, a formula where mm -hmm. uh, is the number of negative thoughts that you're having on a regular basis 
more than your mm -hmm. positive thoughts. Yeah. And we've heard this, right? Three to one ratio. So really to be in a healthy mental state, you want three to one, three to one positives to one negative. Can you intercept those quickly enough mm -hmm. so that you're not being hijacked by the negative thoughts? And the negative thoughts emerge in worry, anxiety, shame, blame, not feeling like you're good enough. Like that's that energy of negativity. We, well, hold on. You're talking about like the human experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Universal. Right? Yeah. In the always on, never good enough land of tech. I think you guys can identify with this, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so when you, when you have, if you have more negative thoughts or experiences, feelings of not good enough. Like I used to be like, how come I can't find my car? I'm so stupid. Right. But I had a huge parking lot and I wasn't focused on that. Or, you know, my, some of my clients are like, man, that guy gets under my skin. I just don't even want to talk to him. And we work about, we talk, we work with, you know, how can you build a relationship with someone you don't like when you have to, to get the job done? Cause as a leader, guess what? That's your job. You got to figure it out. So whether it's, I'm stupid, I can't find my car to that guy drives me crazy. I don't want to work with him and everywhere in between. Um, what's the, what's some guidance you can give our listeners around, not, cause what I know is you have to catch yourself first and even become aware and then you can do something about it. So how do you raise your awareness? How do you realize, oh yeah, boy. I mean, is it like tick marks on a piece of paper or how, how can people become more aware so they can move into that space? Lisa, I love what you just said. It can be, it can be as simple as the tick marks just to observe how many times in the day Am I feeling negative about something, mm -hmm. about myself, about somebody else, or around the circumstances? Mm -hmm. Just mark them. Like that is alone a way to start recognizing the pattern of negativity and how much you're being impacted by it. To flip it into a different place is awareness. So you awareness, then interception, and then choosing a different mm -hmm. way of showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, so the way I intercept is, okay, I'm feeling ick. Now I make a choice. What do I want to do next? I am going to just go into the moment and this can be as quick as two minutes or less mm -hmm. than two minutes of touching the ridges of your fingertips together. Focus. I love this so much. Yeah. I love you. Like that one's like so it? simple. Like if you're looking mm -hmm. at the video, it's like put the two fingertips together and Focus intently and feel the ridges on your fingertips. Maybe close your eyes, do whatever, but you're focusing so intently on that, that you can't even think about anything else. Yes. You know, and, and when I was growing up, we, uh, you know, I'm just going to go there. You know, yeah. my, <laughs> I just, this is, this is, this is how I roll. So it's like, oh, this really sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, my mom or my sister or whatever, they'd step on my toe or run over my toe with a bike or whatever. All of a sudden, all my focus is on my toe and nothing else sucked. Right. So I, I laugh at this, this like simplicity of making a choice to go, I'm not going to focus on everything that's wrong or myself because I'm not good enough. I'm going to go focus on my fingertips for a minute and like, just get myself centered in the moment. It's so cool. Now I'd rather rub my fingertips together than have when someone step on my foot really hard, but Hey, you know, you do you, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. there's so many things I want to like uh, bounce off of this one, but the, you know, <laughs> having your, you're running over your toe is like, how long do you want to keep your hand on the hot stove? Yep. Yep. Right. Are we are naturally, 
um, designed as humans to pull our hand off when we touch the hot, hot stove. So that's what in mental fitness you're doing is you're raising awareness around when you're touching something hot and going, Ooh, ouch, I need to pull my hand back. Mm -hmm. Now I can make a choice. Do I run my hand under the cold water? What, what self-care do I need to do in that moment to intercept and to think of a different choice of a way you want to show up? Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah. when the superpowers come in, right? You can be oh, like, oh, yeah. do I approach this with curiosity? How can I get curious about this situation? Why am I feeling this way? What is it that this person might need in mm-hmm. this moment? Maybe they need love and empathy versus um, criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And that conversation could go a whole lot differently when you're holding oh. curiosity and empathy. Yes. Yeah. What I want to double click on what you just said, uh, the hot stove, I love it. It's better than the running over my foot on accident, right? The hot, yeah. Cause you're in control, right? If your hands mm-hmm. on the stove and you take it off and I'm going to say this and I'm going to lean really close and I'm going in here. So your describe your job description as a leader, mm-hmm. a business owner, a CEO down to frontline manager is to inspire and bring out the best in your people for the results of the company. And if you're a company worth working for, you're also giving back, right? I mean, mm. this is listen, my two cents. This is how I feel. Your job is to do this. Your job is not to sit in your shit and like check out. Don't check out. You are a horrible leader when you are not present with your team. You're not a great partner when you're not present with your family. And guess what? you're doing it to yourself and you don't even know it. Like there's so much choice here. Okay. And I'm not trying to be black and white ones and zeros on this. There's a scale and I have been there. I have done it. I got the t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> but what I know what Karen's talking about, cause I've been through this program with her is making that simple choice before that next email where you want to rip someone a new one, making that simple choice before you pick up the phone to like, I can't believe, you know, you're going to be late again, making that simple choice to like show up and be your best so that not only can you be received well, but you can actually have a bigger impact could be as simple as rubbing your fingers together. And why don't we do this, Taryn? Like, why don't we do this? We're not taught how to do this. Mm -hmm. We actually need to be shown how to have a mindful moment throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And, and it's more than just like sitting in a meditative room for 30 minutes when you wake up in the morning, because it's a battery, you, you need to keep it charged throughout the day. And so taking those little breaks of right before meeting or heck, this is very like, this is going to feel a little like, um, out there, but actually inviting your whole team. If you've yep. got an hour long meeting, everybody's been jumping from zoom call to zoom call or, or room to room, wherever you're at in your life and f- frantic, that energy is, is just Absolutely. like, Oh, this buzzy thing. If you actually, as a leader, invite everyone in to take one minute, maybe even two, mm-hmm. if you're really challenging and just say, Hey, everybody, I want you to close your eyes and just focus on your breath or your fingertips for two minutes. Let's all get grounded. I need to get centered here. Now you're mm-hmm. leading. You're showing Absolutely. up in a place. I flip and love that. Yes. Right. And yep. everybody gets grounded. And now there's a sense of calm. So it goes from frenzy to calm in mm-hmm. under two minutes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, now it's possible <laughs> with that meeting. Yes. I love it so much. One of the things that I've been doing when I, so I do a lot of um, team 
workshops with my clients, right? So they're back to back, just like you said. And I literally, I have them shake their hands and then they're like, I'll do it first, right? And they're like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not going anywhere. Until I see some shaking, we're not starting, right? Mm-hmm. What? But as the leader, I owe them that. I owe them, you know, to get their body moving, to get their blood flowing and to laugh because boy, do they start laughing. Like, this is so ridiculous. This is re- and right? laughter is and then, such a, yeah. a balm and it, it switches oh. the brain. Because what we're doing here is, we're going from the reptilian part of our brain, the fight or flight space. And now we're saying we're intercepting that. Yep. We're going we're gonna to switch into the executive leadership part of our brain and into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it so much. So, so everyone listening, you can either rub your fingers, you can shake it off, right? Sometimes I use music when, um, if I'm leading a meeting, I'll have the music on when people show up and that changes everything because who brings me, you know, DJ Lisa's in the house. Um, <laughs> what other tips, Taryn? So if, if no one wants to rub their fingers, because people are yeah. like, what's that? But I, listen, try it. Double dog dare you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the shake your hands, the music. What other ideas do you have to help for leaders to be um, get more grounded and shift from negative self-talk or negative judgment of others into like curiosity and being present. Um, what other tips do you share with your clients? First on full permission to, to take the pause because the mm-hmm. pause is going to get you there. So go slow to go fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that pause, wiggle your toes. Put oh my gosh. Right? On the ground and wiggle your toes. Mm-hmm. No one can see that underneath the conference yep. table, right? Or if you're on a zoom call underneath your desk, um, rub your hands on your pants or your skirt or something texture wise. Mm-hmm. What is it? But this, this one, I love this one looking specifically at the person across from you or on the other side of the zoom camera and say like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to look at their earrings right now. I'm going to look at their glasses. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Lisa's hair and I'm really focusing on her versus myself getting yourself I out of it. that inner critic place. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so once we, so everyone's got some sort of tip at this point, right? So once you're there, you make, you intercept, as you said, right? So first you notice, then you intercept, where, what, what's the next step? So, you know, you can all, you can do this in like less than three minutes, people. So as we're helping everybody, step one, I'm just writing my own notes, right? Notice. Step two is intercept, however it feels good for you. What's step three? Choose. You get to choose your superpower at this point. And what I mean by superpower is there's empathy. Do you have empathy for yourself? If that criticism is, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. imagine yourself as a five-year-old child. What would you want to tell that version of yourself? And the flip it around, what, what's the empathy that you can have for the person across from you? Mm-hmm. What might yeah. they be going through? Mm-hmm. So empathy for self and others, choose the superpower. Yeah. So is I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go here with you. So this is what I, I just love saying this so much. What the world needs now is love, sweet love, right? No joke. Uh, no flipping joke. So in all of this, always on, never good enough, check your email at midnight, work on weekends, give it your all. <clears throat> One thing I wonder is what feeling are you chasing? You know, what feeling do you choose to stay in? What is the feeling of the always on, never good enough? Because listen, it's rampant. And the way that it changes is person by person and choice by choice. And my belief is that head and heart together is where the magic happens. When you integrate 
And you, so listen, you know what's right, but how, what do you feel what's right? So honestly, when you say empathy, I was going to say choose love, like self-love and love mm -hmm. for others. And I love, I love love, obviously. Heck, I have hearts on my scarf today. Um, something about love at work, right? So I bring this up and people are like, I'm not talking romantic love. I'm talking about love for your human partners, like love for the planet. You can have people, profits, and planet. You can have relationships and revenue. I, I feel compelled to talk to you about love. I'm, I'm all about that word. Um, and you're right. It's more than a romantic love. Um, I feel like compassion, that word popped up for me as mm -hmm. you were speaking, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Where do we have compassion for ourselves and others right now? We are all struggling to get through life right now. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. We're having to make difficult choices on a regular basis. And we're all doing the best that we possibly can on any given moment. So there's a lot of compassion. And I, I show this by like putting a hand on the heart and a hand on the stomach. Like where oh, yeah. can I love myself and love others through mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I even think when you said compassion and empathy, I started going to appreciation. Yeah, so I think what, what's, yes. what's lacking right now um, in a lot of people's lives is feeling appreciated. So one of my drivers, and we'll, I'll talk about my own um, PQ experience, hyperachiever. Right. So if yep. hyperachiever, I believe translates almost to work addiction for some people, and that was me, mm -hmm. but fundamentally the feeling I was chasing was appreciation, right? The feeling I was chasing was importance. The feeling I was chasing was impact. And when I look back at how I got to where I did when I burnt out, I didn't notice that I was always telling myself it wasn't good enough. I didn't intercept that to look at all of the great things I did. So one of my tips, any tip for you, if you have LinkedIn, Go look at your recommendations when you're feeling shitty about yourself. It's mm -hmm. mind blowing what people have to say about you. So that might be one way to kind of reframe and intersect. Um, but when you think about empathy, compassion, love, the thing that, uh, what I really wanna say to anybody who's listening right now is you're not alone and you've been programmed by society, by whatever family situation you had in and your own life experience, right? that it's never good enough but right you're you were born good enough like yes, you, talk you, about are. Your, you talk about like your five-year-old child right like that five-year-old child is good enough right and so if you have all of this you know, amazing talent all of this amazing mind you know learning when it comes to just the engineering mindset engineering and science and you have all this to give to the world but you don't feel appreciated guess what your tank's going to get flipping empty. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at it for yourself and for your teams. So when I look at this, one thing that's standing out for me when you're talking about these three steps, note, notice, intercept, and choose. I, I wonder, Taryn, am I on track here that the choice is not only about yourself, but the other person? Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's a, it's both. Um, or the situation. And maybe situation, it's a situation, right? right? Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's, when we are looking at the other person and we get to choose how do we want to be in relationship mm -hmm. with the other yourself the other person or the search situation mm -hmm. it's all choice yeah um and it's are you wanting to be in right relationship or in a um toxic type of relationship mm -hmm. yeah 
when I, so I'll, I'll just stay with you on this because I think this is so important. So Taryn and I both worked in tech <clears throat> and we know, right? People show up in the meetings and listen, you're only as good as your last tape out, your last product release, your last code, okay? <laughs> and when teams have to work together, but they're, you know, compensated for different results, guess what? You're going to have tension. And as a leader, the best thing I think you can do is acknowledge the tension. So let's say the person yeah. handing off the code, it's not the way you want it but they met the deadline and they did the best they could in their mind. And they're like, oh crap, now I gotta go hand it off and I'm gonna get my ass chewed, right? Imagine if you showed up as that leader and said, listen, I know this isn't perfect. Here's how we got here. Here's the, the gap that I see. I'd like to hand it off to you, but how can I support you in receiving this and then doing what you need to do, right? Now, I know people don't talk like this. I'm talking about the thought process inside, right? It might be like, hey, Joe, we're here again. You're not gonna like what we've got. Let me tell you what's good about it. Right. And let me tell you what I appreciate about you receiving something that's not to the, the standards you want. Um, and then Joe gets to go, thanks for acknowledging it's not perfect. Right. I totally get you guys are trying. We're under tremendous crunch. Here's what I need from you for this to work. Right. So that handoff moment. Um, and I and I know not everybody talks the way I talk. However, you can pull through the messaging behind it, which is acknowledging yes. what's good, what still needs to be done, appreciating what you're giving this person, whether it's a pile of poop or the most amazing code, and then that person appreciating the fact that you acknowledged it. Because what I see a lot in tech is here's the email, here's the file, good luck. And that's not a relationship. So tell me what you want. I know you have things to say. Oh my gosh, so much. It's it's what we're talking about is creating a space where they are being seen and, and it's acknowledgement that this is not the best work. And that moment of vulnerability mm -hmm. actually stops the blame and shaming game that totally. we sit in all the time. Yeah. Oh, how many meetings have I been in? It's like those developers, they just uh -huh. totally didn't get what we wanted. Or we as the client in HR, they just can't even articulate what they want anymore. Like the mm -hmm. blame and shame is just such as negative energy yeah. in the space. It's, it's really hard to show up with like, I know this is not exactly what you were looking for, but here's, here's what we came up with. And is there something else? Like, can we build off of this? Yep. Yes. Yep. And like, yes, it's a yes. And every time. And yes. Can we do something else? Yeah. And I think it starts with owning it. Right. And one of the things that I've noticed in high performing teams and the teams that I work with, I'm constantly, you know, reinforcing to them, what are your strengths? How are you organizing the work? who is responsible for the handoff, right? Because really this is about communication. This is about influence. And this is about you know clarity and confidence in yourself that it's okay if it's not perfect. Because what's in the way of everything is perfection, right? Oh, and this yes. whole thing that happens, when you think about energy and innovation, right? Oh, those developers, yeah, they never get it right. I mean, how many times did I have this, my feelings myself? Because I did, <laughs> and you got to check that. So notice, oh, I think developers suck. Okay, intercept. Hmm. When have developers not sucked? Hmm. When there's trust and relationship. Hmm. Perhaps I want to go build that. Choose. I'm going to choose to say, I, you know, listen, this is not to spec. And I know you tried really hard. How can I help you get it to spec next time? And what can I count on you now as we move into this next phase? Whatever, right? We're really talking about showing up human and the love part, meaning about yourself and being loving enough to recognize we're all human and being loving enough to open up a dialogue around 
what can we do moving forward so we don't have this again, rather than ripping someone a new whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and then just shaming them to shit. And then they go home and feel crappy. Like, okay. And then that, anybody? right. That impacts those families that they're yeah. now like, I feel really bad about myself. So now I'm going to take it out on my partner and or my kids or yep. other family yep. members. And that's the cycle that I want to intersect. Totally. Yes. The ripple effect of the negativity, because yep. we, it doesn't just go in and out in a moment. Mm-hmm. It stays there and it's going to oh, get displaced totally. someplace else in a way that you really don't want it to just dis- get dispersed through. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on so many levels. And I really appreciate that we can go here on this because we're not talking about, you know, learning a new language. We're just talking about bringing your whole self to work, right? And yep. we're talking about noticing, intercepting and choosing your response rather than and choosing the story you tell yourself. Heck, I mean, we all know Brene Brown by now, right? And we know the power <laughs> yes. of vulnerability, but what story are you telling yourself? Choose your freaking story. And listen, I had to learn this the hard way. So I'm just trying to, I'm going to save you time and emergency room visits. That's why I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh my gosh, I know you, you read an HBR article and you, we were talking about it briefly today. And I think that had to do with something that fits here right now. And I don't even want to quote it wrong. So I'm just going to pause yeah. and hand it back to you to talk about this. Cause I think it ties nicely to what we're talking about. Well, yeah, the article um, talked about how to keep your cool in high stress situations. Well, I mean, am I, look at right? that, right? <laughs> it's like, it was a How to keep article. your cool in high stress situations. Yes. One of, yes, one of my, my colleagues sent it to me this morning and I read it. I'm like, this is exactly what we're talking about. And mm-hmm. you mentioned this early, like, you know, we're, we're dressed in a similar way, but what's going on is there's a residence that there's, there's an energy, um, in the space of we're on the same topic for a reason it's needed Mm. out there in the world. People are wanting to figure out how to keep your cool in high stress situations. Cause guess what? We've had high stress situations constantly and even more so in, in the last, you know, year or so. So, um, how to keep your cool is to intercept and take a breath. Mm-hmm. it's so simple yeah and it's your responsibility honestly yes right? as it's a leader yes as a leader your responsibility is to notice intercept and choose yes mic drop super simple right and how hard is that to do sometimes in high stress absolutely oh, right absolutely. I mean one of the things I used to do is put like a screenshot on my phone so every time I went to check something I might actually now change it to notice intercept and choose honestly mm-hmm right? Love it. So, yeah. yeah. What can you do? So what other tips to help people be mindful of this in those high, high stress situations? Be open to conversation. Mm-hmm. Never make an assumption like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, our story is not actually always right. <laughs> I was saying we have might have an intuition about something, but mm-hmm. we really need the other person's perspective to make sure that we're not creating a story all in our head. Our head is really good at making crap up. Yep, we're really wired to have things make sense, right? That's how we operate, yeah, yeah. I just thought about this. And so for those of you that are parents out there, um, honestly, any leader, right, this this will apply. Uh, My daughter and I were talking about her friends and you know, we moved and um, she's, her friendships aren't the same, right? With so many circumstances going on. And the story she's telling, you know, her words were something around the lines of, yeah, you know, he's, he's dropped me or he doesn't, he's dropped me. She doesn't care. 
whatever, right? I mean, we feel that way at work. So we had a really long conversation about story and you know, what are the behaviors? What was actually said? Um, and I think all of us are in this space right now of, yeah, if someone doesn't call back right away, oh yeah, I'm not important, right? Someone doesn't give you perfect code. Oh yeah, they don't care. Um, somebody yells at you in a meeting. Oh yeah, you know, they're just a jerk. And I, I just go back to your concept of empathy and compassion because I, I really, really believe that people's behavior is telling if you can just look at it and be curious as a scientist, right? A human scientist, not necessarily someone who needs to make sense of it all, but to stay open. And man, we need that. You know, our kids need it. Our partners need it. Our teams need it. Our customers need it. Our planet needs it. We need to be curious. And, and what's possible when we can come from this place of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. One thought I had when you were talking um, is accountability buddies, right? Safe yeah. spaces. So, you know, you and I were in a cohort of account for accountability reasons. So what are your thoughts on accountability in corporate, right? In tech, how can, where do you see that work? I see that working. Um, it should be almost as important as having health insurance, right? It's it's on that level of when you have a safe person you've designed an alliance with mm -hmm. that goes, I just need to dump what the stories in my head and a permission for the other person who's hearing it to go, let me check you on that, mm -hmm. right? Really mm -hmm. being in a co-leadership space of like, what's, what is the story? How is it serving me? And what do I want to do with it? And mm -hmm. having a partner share that. I see it as um, like two, two people leaning into each other. Yep. Yep. 100%, 100%. You're that much stronger than somebody doing 80 and 120, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so yes, to accountability partners in that space, mm -hmm. building that trust. Yeah. And so I love what you're saying so much. And I love this visual. And I'm, I will add in my own experience, if you find yourself venting, and people like not wanting to talk to you as much anymore, you might be not being a good accountability partner, right? <laughs> you might literally be in burnout mode, right? If it's just a complaint all the time with no reflection or invitation for feedback. One of the things that, um, one of the compelling moments in my career is I had just, I was so done with something. And I went to somebody who I trusted at work and I sat in the office and I just was like, I don't even have words. I'm so angry, right? And then I started to cry. Now I was talking to a man. And I will just say this to all the men listening in, the, the person on the other end of me at that moment did exactly what I needed. Uh, it, he did not shut me down. He did not get all weird that I cried, right? I mean, I wasn't sobbing. Like I've, ha I've had some really sobbing moments. Those don't usually happen at work. It's the leaky stuff that I'm so yeah, freaking so mad. Yeah. It just starts leaking, right? And then the embarrassment kicks in and then you want to shut it down. But he said, I really want to know what's underneath the tears. Oh my God. What I'm like, powerful, powerful. I was like, you know, what's underneath the tears, freaking anger. I am pissed off. You know, I am resentful. I've given so much blah, blah, blah. And I just start, right. And it was, it didn't last long. And so when I calmed down, he's like, okay, what, what support do you need? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, do you want to talk about it? You know? And I just said, I really just feel better getting it out and letting you know, it's worse than I'm letting people know. And what I you want don't you to really do is have check it all in with together. Me. Yeah, I just want you to check yeah. in with me. And so what did he do? Once a week, 
checked in with me, right? Um, didn't hover, didn't raise the red flag, call everybody on me, but just kept an eye on me. And if I could do that over again, I think I would have said to him, now that I've had that experience and I knew I could trust him, I'd say, I really need someone I can, that can hold me accountable, right? Because what he didn't do in the time, which is exactly right, he didn't tell me I was wrong for my feelings. Like, don't mm -hmm. tell someone they're, when they're crying, you don't want to tell them they're wrong. And, you know, he's like, what's underneath it, right? But I know he had some opinions about how I was off on a couple of things and I wasn't in the right space. So over time, he would seed that. So I would say um, one tip would be, and I mean, men, um, I don't know that men cry as much as women in general, but I've seen men cry at work. And mm -hmm. I also know anger is a cry for help, right? Um, I'm not sure I have a tip, but I want your perspective on this. Like let's, let's dissect my own experience so people on the call can learn from this. Well, what I took away from it, Lisa, as you're talking was how powerful it was to be seen. And sometimes mm -hmm. the question that anybody could ask of somebody else is, what do you need right now? Mm -hmm. And the right now is the important piece. Because yeah, the right, now. right now, it might just be, let me dump it out, mm -hmm. process it. Maybe you're a verbal processor. You just need to dump it out. Or maybe it's like, I need to take the afternoon off, mm -hmm. right? But, but you're actually being asked and the person has an opportunity to check in with themselves, which we don't often give ourselves permission to do of like, mm -hmm. what do I need right now? A good cry, a good vent, mm -hmm. some time off. Yeah. yeah. Recharge the battery. Yeah. When I think about a lot of the people I coach as introverts, you know, they always want, they want to keep it every buttoned up, really have it nailed down. And I think if you're in that space where you're really pissed off and you're yelling at someone who's a safe place or you're crying and someone were to say, what do you need right now? I think the introverts in the room would be like, I don't freaking know. It's true. <laughs> I don't because, have a because we don't get asked, Yeah. We don't exactly. get asked that question exactly. enough. Yeah. 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 I think an introvert could say, this is my tip for introverts. You know, I don't know right now. As soon as I'm clear, I'll be back with that answer. Mm -hmm. How would how would that land for you if you were the leader? Uh, if, if I, I would was say the leader? that, yeah. If yeah. I'm the introvert uh, in your office and I say, and you say, what do you need right now? And I'm like, I don't have a freaking clue, but I really want to get back to you on that. I'm just glad you're listening. Like something like that. I mean, would you respect that person? Absolutely, because yeah. now they're thinking. Like mm -hmm. I actually can look at myself. Not in this moment. I need time to process but I'm going to start looking at what I need right now. Yeah. yeah. It's permission to, permission to go there so yeah. many times. I mean, I remember being asked that question coming out of um, my husband at the time and I had separated and I was meeting with a friend and I was doing my vent session, like, right. Yeah. And she turned to me and she's like, what do you want right now? Mm -hmm. I don't ever remember have being asked that question. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh gosh, I have, <laughs> I, right? I have, I have an opportunity to ask for what I want. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, mind blowing. I feel, I feel, I feel you so much. Yeah. And one of the things that I've found is I'll say, how do you want to feel? Mm. You know, so if you don't know what you want, you at least know how you want to feel. And normally people go, I don't want to feel like this. And then I'll say, how do you want to feel? Well, you know what? I want to feel respected. Damn it. I'm sick of this crap. Right. I want to feel considered blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you go back into, I love this so much. Okay. So 
notice, intercept, choose, right? Talked, we've talked so much, Taryn. One question I have for you is one of the things I know, and I love music so much. One of the things I know is that music can raise your energy. So let's say you're in that office and the person's like, I don't even know, right? But you, the, the people around you know a song that brings you joy or raises your spirits. I would be known to break out YouTube or whatever and put the song on for the person. Um, so if you and I were ever in that situation, what song would be your go-to? What could DJ Lisa play for you? Oh, it's, it's going to be Katy Perry Roar. Oh, right. right? Yep. Uh, just there's so many good pieces of that. There's like personal memories with that song and just this, I have it within me. I can do this, that mm -hmm. constant encouragement. I have, I have what it takes to do what needs to be done. I love it. So one, one, one final tip here on that for anybody listening is what's your go-to song and then make sure whoever you trust knows that song. Mm. And I, I guarantee you, it happened to me the other day with a client, her song is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Talk about tech, right? <laughs> so she, she was just having a, she was having a moment. I'm like one moment I go pull it up, play it. And she was all of a sudden like, I love you. Thank you. Right. And so instead of being pissed off, she was literally like, I got this right. So if you have a song like our friend Taryn does, Katy Perry Roar, let people know what that song is. Let at least one person at work know and be like, I need, you know, can you play that song for me? That is a great way to kind of transition, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, for a while, my song was I Don't Care Anymore by Phil Collins. That was not an energizing song. <laughs> so I had to turn it, right? I was like, that's not serving me. It's spiraling me out of it. But boy, I had to get that out in the vent sessions, right? So song plays a part. And I, I will hold Katy Perry Roar for you anytime, Taryn. Oh, um, Thank you, Lisa. That I yeah. mean, I love, I am so inspired by that. I'm like, oh, I am so going to fold this into my clients. Like right? I want yeah. this to be a part of yeah. our designing our, our, our relationship and coaching. This is awesome. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Well, tell me, how can people find you? So, I mean, listen, you guys have only got a glimpse of Karen. <laughs> There's so much she has to offer. I'm a huge fan. Um, how can people listening, if they want to learn more about you and what you do and the services you provide, how can they find you? Well, I have a, a pretty strong presence on LinkedIn, so you can follow me there. Um, and it's uh, Taryn Loxo. Uh, Loxo is a different uh, spelling. It's L-A-A-K-S-O. And uh, it's Finnish and it's it's my family name. Um, and my website uh www.unlocking your potential with the locking being u-n-l-a-a-k-i-n-g your potential.com dude not only do we are we dressed the same have a lot of the same um, feelings and ideas about things but we also have names no one can pronounce <laughs> right <laughs> i never thought about that till right now <laughs> So, you know, when you think about your work family, you think about the people you're working with, when you start dressing alike and you start having similar mindsets, you get into high performance. Now, listen, that doesn't mean you don't want diversity of ideas. It doesn't mean you don't want contrarian um, devil's advocate folks in there. But guess what? When you trust and like each other, you can do that for each other. Mm. You, know, you can stay curious. And so that's one thing I, I hope people can take away from Taryn and I today too, is that it's amazing when you, when you have that baseline of trust what, what's possible in being authentic and showing up and asking for what you need, noticing, intercepting, choosing, picking a song, going for it and not staying stuck. Taryn, it has just been awesome having you today. Thank you so much for showing up and sharing your own story and your tips um, to help people today. It, it's, it's so needed and I love you. I really do. I, I just am so grateful for you. 
Oh, thank you, Lisa. Um, talk about inspiring women. You are definitely somebody who is inspiring for me. Ever since we met two years ago, I'm like, look at what D Lisa is doing in this world. And she's showing up. And so I just, I'm honored to be here with you too, learning and sharing and um, just excited about what we, where we are um, impacting others in this world and yes. your message um, is beautiful. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Yep. Kick-ass results, high-performing teams, moments that matter, people, right? Head and heart combined, mm. nothing can stop you. That's beautiful. All right, everyone, make it a great day. Uh, Taryn and I are here. If you need us, you know how to find us. It'll be in the show notes and we're wishing you an awesome day. Take good care. That was great content, but let's be honest. If you don't get the support you need and start making changes in your life and work as a leader in tech, you can expect regret and burnout in the near future. Lisa can help you get kick-ass results at work without burning out so you can be present for the moments that matter to you and your loved ones. Take your first step at RebootWithLisa.com.